飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘飘。嗯 ，zit。飘飘飘飘飘，飘飘飘飘飘。Smell me something good。飘飘飘飘飘飘飘，飘飘飘飘飘飘飘。飘飘飘飘飘飘飘，飘飘飘飘。Are you? Is your? Are you being recorded? If you played it back, you'd see that I did it roughly correctly. I guess I think that I, I think I must have gotten confused because you don't have that that metallic twang that I know. Okay, that's closer now. Now that you've no, got the, you play heard, it back. Play the tapes. I didn't. There's no tape. There's no evidence. Did you record any of it while you were gone? No, I didn't. <sighs> Damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. I uh, should. Why didn't I leave it running? I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm sorry. When the Boy, top comment on this YouTube video for the theme song to Seinfeld, can you guess what it is? Um, what do you think it says? What's the deal with this song? That's very good. That's like the third <laughs> comment. Okay. Uh, what's the top one? When uh, you walk, no, no song for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good one, actually. But it 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 says play this at point two five speed is one of them. But the top one is. <laughs> When you walk into the shower and realize you have no soap left. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a that feeling when? Yeah. For that song? <laughs> I mean, uh... Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. I guess... that, that was the part. Wait <laughs> Can that be our theme song now? Yeah. It's a good song. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast about nothing. <laughs> it's my Charlie Brown dance. It's <laughs> Charlie Brown dancing. He's got his palms in the air. He's sweeping his head back and forth. <laughs> Sounds like putting Stardew Valley objects in a box there at the end. Okay, in Seinfeld, who is which class? In the Seinfeld RPG, who fulfills what role? Okay, um, so George yeah. is the healer. He's the cleric, yes, yeah. because he's fretting and he's running. <laughs> yep. The cleric's known uh, for their speed. <laughs> and their, uh, their liquidity of confidence. Mm -hmm. And they're also always dressed for weddings. That's very true. <laughs> That's pretty true. A cleric could show up to any wedding and just be like, down, just to conduct it. Yeah, just like ready. Yeah, you know, dude, I don't know very much about Seinfeld. <laughs> but I remember an episode where maybe he, he doesn't get married. I thought I was nervous that I was making a sad joke. No, uh, well, everything about everything in Seinfeld is actually sad, but yeah. that's fine. Elaine is the tank for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because she's the only competent, capable one. Mm -hmm. uh, the glass, little glass cannon is very the tall guy it's very the tall guy kramer <laughs> yeah. the glass cannon yes yes um he's the glass cannon but i guess i guess a wizard yeah he would be the wizard yes mm -hmm. he's the spellcaster. and then he, seinfeld is a he rogue would, definitely wow it it always works you know yeah any set of four people yeah you can <laughs> you can break them down into the basic D, &D tropes mm -hmm. what are okay well if there's two what are we what are you Nicholas? i was wondering about that um i I've always wanted to be the healer, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but I think a lot of times I wind up being 
the clown. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite cause. I think I'm a cleric because of my ability to turn undead. Oh, snail. Mm, you can't see, but I'm raising my eyebrows that up and down because so there's a high. word that I didn't say. Turn undead. <laughs> <laughs> But, my, but it's it's actually very scary for my skeleton yeah. boyfriend because it could accidentally banish him back to the plane from whence he came. So yeah, the, the, you have to be really careful. Yeah, I mean uh, we all have to be careful with our words and our relationships. You know, mm-hmm. I just it, cannot it, say the word of power that will banish my boyfriend back to the hellscape that he was created in. <laughs> you have to keep it straight because when you're like, is it my safe word or my banishing word? Yeah, <laughs> is this my wait? Which one is which? I, I shouldn't have made my <laughs> my word of power. Mm-hmm. Or if I could turn a very fun night into a very sad occasion. That's very true. I'm so sorry. I know. It's it's kind of a weird power for me to have over him. But which video game was that about? Final Fantasy? Vaguely Final Fantasy. <laughs> Let's talk about something different. What are games that we both like? Well, we could talk about Final Fantasy. We could talk about Final Fantasy. Okay, Nicholas. Nic- yes. Nicholas. Caleb, hi. Yes. What year... No. <laughs> Nick, when do you think... Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let's hear me out. Okay, I'm hearing. There are like so many Final Fantasies. <laughs> Lately, you seem really concerned with games of which there are too many. There's like... <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's called Final Fantasy, right? <laughs> like, it's really fitting that we were talking about Seinfeld just one second ago, and <laughs> now you're over here bringing this into the room. <laughs> Like, which, which fantasy do you think is going to be the final one? Hello, welcome 1993 to the comedy club. I'm a special act. I just do video game bits. <laughs> Have you guys seen this final fantasy? It's supposed to be the last one, but how many are there? Four or maybe six? I forget which country am I in. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes my wife calls me Pac-Man because I'm also eating stuff up and packing on the pounds. <laughs> What's the deal with airplane sims? My my wife tells me I'm Donkey Kong because I always do a barrel roll. <laughs> you are so funny, so fun now. I really am. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> Stupid. Y'all remember Pokemon Go? <laughs> that Pokemon went off my phone because I don't like it. I'm going to take off my sweater. <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog. I mean, if I was his mom, I would have given him a real middle name. <laughs> Mario's a plumber, huh? The only thing he's plumbing is my pockets for coins. <laughs> Remember when you had to put metal money into an arcade machine to be, like, ripped off by it? And now you can just invisibly detonate your entire bank account into your phone for, for a chair? Now you can take you can take that quarter and yeah. you can multiply it by four and then you can multiply that by 60. And you can just put all those quarters into the machine ahead of time and play yeah. for as long as you want. That would be really convenient. Mm-hmm. You know, video games are pretty violent. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Persona. 
I need 10 cc's of something to talk about stat. It's every day's great. And we went to the hospital five times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining me here today, Caleb. I appreciate you. Thank you, Nicholas. I want to tell our listeners a little bit. Mm. So you now have a full-time position. It's true. I've just been working part-time to full-time freelance for a long time, but now I go to the office, 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. And there's no chrono trigger we can pull to make it so we don't... <laughs> <laughs> I think I killed him. song or something you got me right in the sweet spot with that one i've actually never uh, thought about uh, pulling the chrono trigger <laughs> me either I'm so sorry for having <laughs> That's awesome. injected that directly into your brain, apparently. Got perfect. such an extreme response. He's, Nick is sweating. He's, I'm taking off my socks now. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's all coming off. I'm going to get... <laughs> that was a three-article joke. <laughs> so sorry. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> okay, that might be it. Maybe we should just stop now. <laughs> I think. Uh, okay. Mm. There's no chrono trigger we can pull. Yeah, that's what I said. No, there's there's no chrono trigger we can pull to make it so we're not recording only at eight o'clock p.m. At late at night after a long day. And yeah. you've had a long day too. Yeah, we both had really long, busy working days, and that's typically <sighs> how we record now, which means we have just apparently lost all. All barriers and inhibitions. <laughs> we used to record after a nice long morning of nothing. Yeah, we'd get up and have... We, we you know, you and I used to have a lot fewer job, it seems <laughs> like. <laughs> and I'm, I'm grateful for job. One of the best things about modern life is the opportunity to have so many job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You can just have as many as you want if you keep going. Yes, and Avery's got, what, six? That's what I'm saying. He's living that dream. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And we were able to explore a number of Avery's jobs this week. <laughs> I'm loose. Very good transition. Thank you so much, Nicholas. Uh, we <laughs> This week of Every Day is Great. I might not be able to do it. We have to get okay. we're gonna okay. get there. Okay, okay. This week of Every Day's Great begins on July 2nd. We go to his first job, which is daycaring. Uh, for Ari Manami's child, among other children, but Ari Manami's child is the only one that really takes our attention. Every day's care. We don't even know the names of the other children. No, we hardly Utah. know Utah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Utah very well. That's where all the corn comes from. 
But Aerie tries to take him home, and he yells at Aerie, and she leaves, like, furious. Yeah, she's like, let's go home. And he's like, I don't want to go home! I want to stay with my friend Avery! <laughs> yeah, and then Aerie finally is like, fine, okay, bye, I'll just leave then. And so she does. She throws a little bit of, like, an anger moment at the kid. This is a very trusting moment for Aerie, because mm-hmm. she trusts that we're not going to adopt her child. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, historically... if you leave a kid, like, at daycare... Anyone can adopt it. That's, it's that's open. the law. Yeah, that's the way that we keep parents in line, mm-hmm. is we set very strict guidelines for, you gotta be here at 4 p.m. or this baby's not yours anymore. Because there's all these people walking around all the time just like, please give me that She's child. hungry to nurture. There's like a whole, there's like a whole, <laughs> a whole like subset of people sitting outside daycares, yeah. like checking their watches. Mm-hmm. Like, it's 6.30. It's 6.30. 6.30. If it's not, if, if they don't get here by 7, this kid is free. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care which one it is. I'll take any of them. I want to be a dad so bad. <laughs> we play with Utah for a little bit longer, and yeah. then we take him home. But on the way home, we see Aerie sitting under the gazebo in the floodplain. Yeah. And it seems like she's, she's just moping. Mm-hmm. It's like the primary mope location in this town. Yeah, everybody knows that if you're going to mope, it's the gazebo. Yeah. Do you think any two people have ever come to mope at the same time <laughs> at the gazebo and been like, oh, you two? Yeah, no, you, yeah. you two? No, Utah, that's my son. I'm waiting for him. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it actually was a song by you two that got me feeling this way. It's their cover of I'll Stand By You. <laughs> And now that song's playing in both of our heads as we have this awkward moment on a bench together. Yeah, I wonder it... if we're going to form a deeper connection. <clears throat> Jesus. I, I don't know if we're going to form a, a deeper connection, but... But I feel like I understand you a little bit better. Yeah. But... <laughs> Utah says to us when he sees his mom, I feel bad for her. She hates me, but she has to take care of me. Yeah. And I feel sorry for her. And it was like, whoa. Wow, that's pretty deep coming from this little kid. Yeah, especially a kid who has shown no, like, active thinking about this. Up to this point, he's been portrayed as just kind of, like, feeling, big feelings. And so to have him just be like, she has to take care of me and she hates me. Yeah, it was a very uh, sharp transition. But Mm -hmm. that's what this game's all about. It's about revealing unplumbed depths. And we tell him she doesn't hate you. Yeah, one of the options is to say... Be a better kid then. Yeah. But we don't say that. Because that would be a horrible thing to say to a child. There's so many bad things you can say to people in this game. It's horrible. So we walk up to her to talk to her and the kid kind of lags behind. And she says, you know, oh, well, he seems like he really likes you. He like he's always looking so like happy when he's hanging out with you. I know that even though he likes the other people that work there, when you're working, especially he like, especially likes it. And but I know never... that's not very often. So like, I know you're just there like two days a week or two days a month. How often is it? Yeah. Like two days a month. You've got, like, do you have a schedule or look, what's your deal? <laughs> yeah. Do people like look, have a calendar there? Because I've always tried to ask when you're working and they always sort of act like you're in charge. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. But I mean, I, tr- it's nice that they're trusting the young people today to be, mm, if not responsible, at least accountable. And whenever you are there, he loves it. Not that I would know, because he never tells me anything. He never tells me anything. It's such a weird conversation. Very weird. And so we get a little notification by the narrator that says, like, the two seem to pity each other. Yeah. And that is fine. Yeah. 
it's, like, it's kind of in the middle. Like the the way this story is playing out between these two characters, mm-hmm. we're receiving information that is almost like their internal monologues at this point. Yes. Like there's no reason for either of them to say any of these things to us. <laughs> there's exactly zero, but we're rank five, so it's time. So it's time. And <laughs> and especially being between these two has put it's kind of a weird situation to yeah. like naturally and succinctly convey what's supposed to be happening in this arc i guess and we noticed both in this time and in another time when it happens later this week that uh sometimes you have to you have an option uh like an option to say something to someone that isn't the primary social link right right and all of those times whatever you say doesn't actually matter on your relationship with them right because you pointed out the link is with airy yeah. so when we're speaking to utah it apparently doesn't matter yeah which is who ridiculous cares? <laughs> it, it, would make, it makes sense that interacting with Utah feeds back into the relationship with Ari. Yeah. Help, I mean, it, it makes sense for these interactions to participate, but it doesn't make sense that you can be terrible to the kid and suffer no consequence, as we've covered. Well, I, I think maybe the problem is, I think maybe the problem is that I'm starting to put this together. The okay. reason some of these appear to be flatly equal is because they don't have any mechanic for making something punish you for what you say, except for a total inversion. So you... Right. For it to be a negative, it has to be something that would make that person just not want to talk to you. Yeah, okay. But for it to be... The only other option is positive. So when it's a choice that isn't positive or negative, then they can't differentiate them at all. Yeah. And you're not allowed to lose points. You just incrementally gain them slower. Yeah. So even if there are things that would be worse to say, they don't take them away from you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I dwell sometimes on that on that topic of like why do they let you say the bad thing it's fine i guess but but it also would be nice if there was a mechanic for something more like punishment yeah i think that you should be able to lose the game if not your life if you speak badly enough times to a child one of the things i believe we invited dachi over for dinner for some reason for some reason and he's sitting he's sitting in front of the gas station like normal and we're going like what are we going to do tonight? Oh, no. Oh, he's available. Ah, he's there. Oh, no. Okay, fine. So we sat down to dinner with him and Nanako because for some reason we've decided to expose an actual child to this man, an actual (laughs) girl to this man. She's trapped in that house. Like She can't leave and we bring a monster in. Yeah, why are we hanging out with this guy? I don't know. I don't understand. And and so far our experiences with him this week, because there's more than one, do not bear out a a redeeming quality yet yeah and and we're all the way to rank four and not only does he not have any redeeming qualities but he also hasn't given us sort of a clear problem that's true yeah we're just engaging his just just blase badness yeah just like the stuff he wants to do we're just like hanging out with him while he does it and it seems like at the end of every one of these there's a little note that's like, you had a good time. And he's, he'll say one thing the whole time that doesn't make him sound like a total piece of shit. Yeah. And when he does that, even we are like kind of a little bit like, oh, uh, oh, okay. Okay. Which but is, it's just like a normal thing that humans right, say. Exactly. But then he'll flip it around. In this particular uh, interaction, what happens is Nanako says, today we're having shoe. And uh, that was terrifying for me for a brief moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, it made me think about the Great British Bake Off. And how they cook shoe is a kind of pastry. Oh, really? Yeah. And I learned that very recently as I sobbed my way through the GBBO. So good. Um, and, uh, and I was like, ooh, she's been watching the Bake Off. But no, she's trying to say stew. Yeah, she's trying to say stew. And it's kind of a weird joke. But at first, I thought she was saying we were going to eat the boy that we tutor. Right. Oh, that too. God, yeah. there are so many kinds of shoe. So many good layers. 
Yeah, I'm t- I feel I feel neglectful in my role as part as one half of this tutoring team <laughs> that I just didn't even consider. Our, We're having our a little really boy. important experience with that boy. We're changing his life, and you didn't even remember what his name was. I remember what his name is. I just don't think about it. Well, you will not. You'll never forget <laughs> what he tastes like. <laughs> <laughs> Nanako says we're having shoe. And Adachi says... You mean stew? And she says, shoe, stew. And it's apparently just that she's not saying the word right, like as if she's a three-year-old baby. Yeah, and they kind of do later in this where it's like, shiatsu? And then it's like, no. So there must be some kind of maybe a closer play on words that's occurring Yeah, some in kind the of, Japanese, mm-hmm. I wonder. But it's weird because she's never been shown to have any issues with language no. any other time, and then all she's of a sudden a this time. Very clear speaker, very clear thinker. Yeah, and she has a, couple, she has a pretty good vocabulary, yeah, too, so it's yeah. a weird thing. It felt... It, it's one of these, like, it's another one of these things where the game makes somebody look stupid so that somebody else can be inflated a little bit yeah. or something, but it just... Or tries to make Nanako just look extra cute because she doesn't know something in this case. Right. And then in true jester form, mm. he decides to start doing magic tricks. Adachi pulls out a 500 yen coin, makes yeah. it disappear, and then he pulls out a 500 yen coin and he says, now you're going to like this one even better. And then he like makes it disappear and he says, check your pockets to us. Yeah. And we look at our pocket and there's a coin there. There's a 500 yen coin there. And frankly, I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> the, the moment that the moment that happens, yeah. I actually stand up, slam the table. <laughs> Avery is like, leave now. Yeah. Because I know that magic is real. Uh-huh. I've been to the magic world and I don't want you in here. <laughs> Well, I'm wondering, he says, I'm pretty good with my hands, so Adachi does. Yeah. To Nanako. And then it says the three of us spend a fun evening together. And we don't, though. No, we definitely don't have a good time. <laughs> but I, this means he must have, like, slipped the coin into our pocket. Uh-huh. Like, way before even this, like, before we even sat down for dinner. Meaning he, yeah. was, he was, like, sitting there through the whole conversation. Uh-huh. Like, when am I going to whip out the magic tricks? Right, right, when right. When am I going to ring the magic tricks out? yes. Because the primary trait of a person who does magic, I can speak from some experience as a young child, the primary thing you're doing as a magician is plotting. Uh-huh. And you are thinking so hard. You're practicing, you're preparing the trick, and then every moment of every interaction is like, is now the time for the trick? Ooh, should I bring the trick out Should now? I bring the trick out now? Does somebody want to see the trick? Does someone want to see, ooh, did I bring my cards? Ooh, I, I definitely bring, brought I my cards. I definitely have two decks of cards in my pocket. <laughs> You get up every single morning and you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do today, but I do know that there's an ace in my sleeve. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> there's a dove in my jacket. Mm-hmm. I got a stick in my pocket that looks like one thing on one side and another thing on another side, mm-hmm. but I can make it look like it's the same on both sides and then flip it around and people go, woo. I've got a necklace, a locket with a tiny picture of David Blaine. <laughs> I will make this picture of David Blaine disappear. <laughs> The center of my whole life. (laughs) And then it's July 3rd. Summer is happening. Mm. It's summer. Hot outside. And it's hot and we're sweating. People are wearing white. People are popping their collars. It It is Sunday and Avery is popped all the way. He might have been popped before this day, but I we had did to know. not know. I don't remember that, but it starts with him. He's like posing in his room in his white collared shirt, mm-hmm. and, and the collar is popped up like Dracula level <laughs> of popped collar. 
I want to ace my test. <laughs> I want to chill in the quad. <laughs> hey, uh, what grade did you get? Was it B positive? <laughs> Just a little vampy, Humi. <laughs> we checked the TV and we... We're giving you, you. You ever wanted to buy thirty peach seeds? <laughs> I was so excited to buy more fish. Like one of my favorite things in video games right now is buying fish instead of fishing. Uh-huh. I played Stardew Valley a little bit recently, and every weekend I'm hitting up that magic pig cart, hoping that they'll sell me a fish. Just give me a fish. Don't want a fish, but then no fish. Instead, we're offered the extremely compelling choice between <laughs> uh, magic bustier and. 30 peach seeds. And when I heard about the seeds, I said, oh, so that's what we're growing for the rest of the game? But apparently, no, it's not for that. No, peach what? seeds, you you chew on them, mm. uh, and it turns you into a werewolf. Isn't a peach... Se- isn't a peach... A werewolf. Isn't it a A pe- werewolf. <laughs> Every month when the prune is full. We found a dog, but he ran away. <laughs> that was that. That's that part of this video game. <laughs> I just want the dogs to stay. I know. I want to I want to pet the dog. I'm going to throw my wig and have the dog catch the hat. Also, okay. All yeah. right. Uh-huh. This is the first one of these where it seems obvious that the fox is the correct choice to solve the problem. Because the problem is, go find a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The problem is, go find a dog. Right. And for the other one's like, yeah, okay, we have to talk to humans. You have to make sure yeah. that somebody, like, we have to give meat gum to a human who wants, or whatever. Yeah. But in the case of just, like, scare a dog enough times that it goes home... <laughs> That's a really good job That's for a, a fox. Super great fox job. Why doesn't the fox just handle it? Yeah, just go talk to the dog. I understand that the do- that the fox wants us to prove something about something. Mm-hmm. Just go scare the dog for me, <laughs> please. You handle this one. I'll talk to the humies, and you go. <laughs> and you go scare the dog. Scare the pups. Maybe it's scared of getting in a fight with the dog. Oh, because if it did, oh boy, the fox is so, she's like, I just know if I got in a fight with the dog, I would just I would hurt it. it so yeah. bad. I know that I'm just All like. All it would take was, is like one bite and that ooh. guy would just be down. <laughs> I just, this is why I don't want to fight. Sorry, man. I've never been in a fight before because I know that if I oh, was, I would just kill I'll just him. lose it and kill somebody. <laughs> I'm a fox, man. It's I mean, this is what I for. do. I'm, I'm made for hiding in leaves. Yeah. And I'm wrecking a dog. <laughs> right now I'm in the leave stage, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just wanna I just wanna be like free and cool and like but once my coat turns, buddy. You I just know wanna what I mean? put an apron on. I don't wanna like I don't wanna get blood on my apron. <laughs> He's wearing an apron. He <laughs> we go to see Hisano in the floodplain. She's the lady who last time we talked to her said she was deaf. Death. And she doesn't give us much more information on this time. She just kind of stream of consciousness, talks about a couple things in front of us. She says, you looked just like him. He you, he was like 
shorter hair than you and, and like, like different the eyes. Nose is and, a little bit lower. Yeah, and like the hair, like I said, very different. And his accent was not at all like yours. No, and his clothes, like when he wore them, yeah. <laughs> when he wore them, they were like a little bit nicer and better. Like definitely more handsome than you in every way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. you really remind me of him. And, and so we said, so he did it. So he didn't so look he like doesn't me. Look like us. And she said, well, maybe it's just like the expressions and the gestures. It's just like something about you that's like him. And, and she w- says. My husband, Dots. <laughs> yeah, and immediately she says, he's dead. My husband is dead. You remind me of him, but you mustn't become death. Do I look like death to you? Oh, and we're like, no, you don't. No, you don't <laughs> look like death. No? You are wearing all black and a weird veil, and your face is a little getting uh, skeletal. It's yeah, on the way there. Uh, yeah, but but no, but no, 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 you don't. I mean, you don't tell somebody they look like death. Mm-mm. So we didn't, and then she said he, that her husband must still not have forgiven her, because she's the one who... Dots. Dots. <laughs> and that's all we got. Yeah, and so I... she. what do you think she did to her husband? Okay, well... She either poisoned him accidentally. Like, she, I know she didn't do it on purpose. Yeah, but like, you leave arsenic laying around, sooner or later it's going to end up in a pie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or she, um, maybe she wasn't there for him uh-huh. and he sat it until dead. Okay. Uh, or, I don't know. What do, you, what do you think? Do you know what happens? I used to, but I don't remember now. Yeah. But don't take a guess because like you'll probably accidentally say that. Yeah, I'll just one. say the truth and then that'll yeah. be a problem. It's like if I if I say one thing, I'll kill a guy. <laughs> <laughs> what happened next? We hung out with Yukiko, who basically was just like, "I'm sweaty." She said, <laughs> "Please stand with me here in the dark, but don't look too closely because I'm entirely sweaty. I'm standing here to cool off until I'm not sweaty anymore. But then I'll have to walk all the way home, and I." bet i'll get sweaty again and it was like do you want to hang with yukiko while she dries off yeah and it actually said would you like to spend the night with yukiko yes <laughs> in front of the armory <laughs> and we were like i know that's not what you mean but, uh, yeah no and yeah. so we did and we did. then she asked how our studying was going we said we were studying normally yeah no well, more or less than I, exactly a normal human would be studying don't worry i'm studying normally <laughs> Just normal. There's nothing weird about my studying. And she was like, yeah, great. Studying every night a little bit is the best way to make sure you don't freak out before a test. And she's like, it's I like, think you meant regularly. Avery's like, no, I didn't mean regularly. I meant I'm normally. studying normally like a normal human would. I'm sure I mean exactly. There, I'm not studying upside down. No. Uh, I'm not studying by accessing the collective unconscious and wrenching <laughs> from it the exact information I need. I'm definitely not studying infinitely in a recurring loop of perfection. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not doing that. I'm studying normally. Normally, regularly. <laughs> and then she says, I'm, she's worried about Chie, right? She's like, Chie always waits until the last second, and then she freaks out. Oh, I'm really worried about her. Well, time to go. <laughs> and then it's July 4th. More Oka screams at us about Pascal. Oh, dang. I almost it's forgot America's to celebrate. birthday of the queen. <laughs> July 4th. So that's weird because the question about America yeah, is comes... not for another couple days. <laughs> really dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> yeah, they goofed that one up. But he reminds us of a quote about Pascal. And keeps yelling at everybody to write everything down. Yeah. That's basically, it's not he a super interesting He says some stuff moment. about how humans are a thinking reed. 
Oh yeah. And he says that about seven times. That was the Pascal quote is that yeah. humans are a thinking reed. Right. Uh, and then he's like, which one is a thinking reed? And Yosuke's like, oh shit, Avery, what? And then you're like, humans. And mm-hmm. Yosuke's like, humans? And Moroka's like, I guess you're almost not a complete idiot. <laughs> humans? Humans? We go to drama practice, but Yumi doesn't come with us again. She's, she's so sad. Like, when we see her in the hall, her face is downturned. Mm-hmm. Just so like, we, she's like three frowns. You know when you're so sad, like your mouth is a frown, but also each of your eyes is a frown? Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's got three that frowns. frowns. Uh, but we go see her at the hospital, and she's got a couple of... You got a triple frown. <laughs> drama call. <laughs> a multi-frown. Multi-frown. We go see her at the hospital, and she has apparently changed her mind a little bit about the way to approach her father. She's still very tense about it, but she was like, I was coming by the hospital to get some medications for my mom. And so I decided to go hang out with him for a little while to be nice. He offered me all this stuff. He was being so nice to me. He was like, go buy a manga if you want. Go buy some food if you want. You want ice cream? Here's some money. Mm -hmm. What an idiot. And then she got mad and she started like yelling. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Like, why am I being put in this position right now? Do like... Do I just have bad luck? Is this my fault? Right. And we tell her it's bad luck. And Mm -hmm. she says, well, if you have bad luck, will you always have bad luck? Or is it possible for good things to happen to bad luck people? It's a weird thing. Something like that. She's being being very drama. Yeah. Very very drama kid. Yeah. Like, I get wondering about that stuff, but the the level to which she talked about luck was like, okay. Oh, I've been really insightful. Yeah, that's but saying some really insightful <laughs> stuff over here. I mean, yeah, she is being dramatic, and I guess she's gonna come around and be okay with her dad. Probably mm-hmm. the way this arc is gonna go, I don't know. The more important thing for me in this scene, because it, it was fine, but I felt like it was a little bit of a retread of kind of her pre. I mean, she's. Yeah. I guess a lot of the things we did were like level four, five, six of people's social links, mm-hmm. and. There's not a lot of movement right this second. Yeah. We're kind of getting more context, but nothing super dramatic is happening. Mm-hmm. But something super dramatic did happen, which was when we went to Drama Club and she wasn't there, we noticed that everyone was doing exactly the same hand motions <laughs> reading from the same book. And we and it was like, you practice your emotions like a human would. <laughs> and there's another thing this week where, like... Avery's not really human, and we're being reminded of that. Yeah, he's getting better at it. Well, I still wonder about the Avery that like already mastered music. Yeah, he was like <laughs> at first. At first, he thinks music must be the human emotions, so he goes and he like totally nails the trombone. Right, the it, music of the spheres, mm-hmm. that beautiful angelic instrument, the trombone. And so now he's trying drama, which is way more difficult. He's he, he's like, wait a second, I thought I needed to do trombone, but it's drama oops drama in my perfect groundhog life i need to do groundhog life the sequel to groundhog day groundhog life you gotta do it all again how do you how would you make that a film like how would you edit it so that you could get through his whole life and still have any kind of cohesive like learning from it well i guess you would have to just jump to like really specific it would be just like groundhog day except it would be specific moments of someone's life it would be rather than moments in one day it would be the like the just like everyday life version of dragon ball z Uh (laughs) where it's like interminable moments of exactly the same thing wait but really if that would not be as effective as groundhog day because so many different things can happen in your life yeah that you would (laughs) you would like forget by the time you were gonna die you'd probably kind of forget (laughs) 
what that felt like to even be at the beginning. Yeah, no kidding. And you could make one, another turning point, one fork stuck in the road. Yeah. And then, like, something totally different happens. I mean, I hope you had the time of this life. <laughs> do you think, okay, do you think Groundhog Day? Yeah. Since, because you remember, when you come back as a newly born baby... And Sonny and Cher are singing, I heard there was a secret cause that David played and it pleased the Lord. Do you, wah, still have, do you still remember all the times you were an adult when you're a baby, or do you only access those memories when you get to that point? <laughs> you're waking up every day like, oh, oh God, I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> you remember every day as you get. It's like ultimate anxiety. <laughs> and it's like, oh, oh yeah, oh, shit, what am I supposed to do today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because yeah. it would be weird to have the baby like come out and be like, "Hello, <laughs> hello, mother," <laughs> or should I call you Susan? I can't remember which day this is. I like that we both decided the baby would have a deep voice. Yeah. <laughs> because as you're aging, it's not that your body changes; is that you learn to speak differently. Listen to me. Listen to me. I'm going to nap now, <laughs> but while I am napping, you must leave, Daddy. <laughs> leave. <laughs> Hand me my baba, and then go fix your job, which we will lose in six months from now. <laughs> if you do not take your life and my life seriously, I will grow up with some serious anxieties. <laughs> Don't worry, mother. I know there's no perfect way for you to do this. No matter how many times I live, I am always traumatized. Tangentially, this is even better if a baby, when it's born... If a baby, when it's born, for a brief hour, yeah. knows everything that will happen to it and can give you advice. Oh, God. But then after that hour, <laughs> it's a baby. We don't have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? There will be too many Star Wars movies. No, wait, that's not where I should start. Oh, God, it's all rushing away from me. Hug me more. Hug me more. Let me tell you about your own demise. Yeah, if the baby's like a jerk. <laughs> hey, guess what? I know what happens to you. Ha ha ha. I'm a prankster. I'm a baby. I just want to play. I'm a little prankster. <laughs> I guess somebody's a little stinker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I've pooped in my diapy, but please leave it. We, leave it. we don't have a lot of time. There isn't much time. <laughs> When I get a when I get when I get a B when I'm 17, you're gonna be a real dick about it. <laughs> Don't worry, there's nothing you can do to change it. <laughs> it's just who you are, mommy. <laughs> God, <laughs> but actually, this game is Groundhog Year. Mm -hmm. Like it's the more reasonable middle ground between Groundhog Day and Groundhog Life. <laughs> yeah, Groundhog Year is pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> we hit rank six with Yumi, and then we go to hang out with Adachi again. Uh, Adachi would like Welcome us to the Nightmare Adachi Holiday Special. This is the one, ah, gather your family around the fire and listen to some shit that Adachi does. We walk up to Adachi, and Adachi's like, what's up, you want me to tutor you? <laughs> and so we and say, we're like, what? <laughs> Absolutely not. But the, the menu says... Have him tutor you. And so we hit have him tutor us, and he goes, oh, did that 
fly did that just fly right over your head because I, I was uh, no I dude I, I i'm an idiot i don't know anything but you did feed me once so i guess i'll try but then he comes to our house and he's like no way am i looking at your work what's nautico up to nautico says she has a book review to do yeah where she's supposed this. to read the book and then give her opinion on it and he says oh, oh i can absolutely help with that just read the back of the book and write your opinion based on that okay when you excommunicate someone mm-hmm. they can't come to your church anymore no, 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 no. They'll, they uh, will not go to heaven anymore. Oh, good. That's really good. Okay, so then, so ostracize is when they can't go to Kroger anymore. Uh, they're yeah, not allowed in the town. Yeah, and they're also not allowed to partake in the communal f- f- ostrich. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I don't know which one is worse, actually, now that I'm thinking, but there's got to be something beyond ostracization and excommunication. Murder. It's murder. That's what I want to do to Adachi. Yeah, it's the murder feeling I have. <laughs> I want to kill him before he taints another child. I just can't believe he thinks this is okay to say to a child. And She's then, five years old and he's like, oh no, just just cheat. And the only yeah. option we have to earn points with him yeah. is to say you're right. Which we don't do. We do not do. Listen, we are committed to exploring, you know, the truest and darkest depths of this story. Yes. But we could not bring ourselves to say, you're right to Adachi just for points. No. No. Like, this we, we talked about this before. Yeah. Ethically. Eth- morally. Yeah. I don't care if these are pixels on a screen. No. These are people. That's right. characters. Right. And I've got to make decisions based on how I would respond to human beings. That's right. That's right. Otherwise, what are we doing? What are, here? What's the What's the point? Like, I'm not here to I'm not here to play around. I'm no. here to live. Yeah. Why would you play a video game if you didn't want to live the video game? <laughs> <laughs> and so, so we we put a dodgy on blast. Yeah, and we say, oh, is that how you do your job too? And he goes, uh, oh yeah. There's a lot of wasteful paper, like red tape and government work. I skip a lot of my. Oops! Don't tell Dojima-san I said that. As always. Tripping over his own idiot tongue. I hate him, but then he's nice yeah. to Nanako again. Only for once, like in a weird way. Yeah, Nanako says, Nanako comes back and realizes, oh, actually, I didn't have to write a review. I just have to read it and have someone mark that I read it. Yeah. And he's like, okay, well, I'll mark it if you do a good job. Yeah. He says, I'll draw a flower for you. As I'll draw mark. you a nice big flower. As like his signature. And she's like, wow, I really want that. And you, you know that she That's goes cute. to school. She goes to school and they're like, Nanako, did you just, <laughs> did you draw, just draw a flower? Did you just draw a very bad flower on Nanako, your... <laughs> Nanako, your dad was supposed to sign this, Nanako, and you drew a flower? He definitely draws a terrible flower. Yeah. <laughs> and then he asks us, is there anywhere you want me to draw a flower? On you or anything? Yeah, what the heck? What the heck? And the, the story Nanako reads is like, once upon a time there was a pink alligator. And then it skips to the end of the yeah. story where she's reading the end and she says, and nobody remembered the pink alligator and the lake continued to glisten and sparkle like it always did. The end. And then it's July 5th. <laughs> We hang out with Chie. A policeman walks up while Chie is talking about the potential that Suzai Daigaku maybe Suzai Daigaku maybe sells fake meat 
the policeman comes up and she's like, are you here about the fake meat? <laughs> she's worked up this whole story about like, wow, the meat's so cheap and plentiful. It's probably not even beef. He explains that someone's been extorting kids. Somebody's been bullying. Yeah. And asks if we've heard about it. Chie says no. So he leaves. But then she gets mad about the bullying. She's like, why would kids do that? I want to beat them up. Yeah. Let's find them and take them down. We're heroes. And then she starts telling herself a story <laughs> about one lone fighter stands against the forces of evil. She says like a bunch of stuff and is like, yeah, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I love that she gets worked up. And then her blush, the, the, uh, the, the, the migrating blush between every character mm. in this game attaches itself to her face. It flies up. <laughs> from You know, the blush is really a character in this story. <laughs> I really think my I, th- I really think the best character in this story <laughs> is Inaba. <laughs> is the blush. <laughs> it attaches itself to her face uh like a, a, like a parasite clinging and draining the yeah. blood from her skin. It, it's like a ghost rider, mm-hmm. like this pink glow that affixes itself to the faces of those you care about. And then she says, "Oh, but I would like to have you helping me too. I mean, it would I would probably you'd probably be a good help and I guess it would make me I guess happy. I kind of like it, which is I just am uh, not interested in it." Yeah. Come on. We, why does this game have to make it so all the girls have to get the giant blush monster attached to their face? I don't know. Yeah, this like if you get close to anyone, the inevitable result is blush. Somebody who hasn't blushed for us yet, though, that I wish he would, mm. is Kanji. Yep. And we go to hang out with Kanji next because he comes to yeah. us at lunch at school yep. and asks if we will meet his mom. He's like, uh, my mom really wants to meet you, so uh, I don't know, come hang out with me this afternoon? <laughs> it's like, yeah, just because just my mom really wants to know who you are. So then we <laughs> go to his house and bef- right as we get there, he goes, hey, just a heads up, there's nothing fun here. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Mm-hmm. And then he he's like, okay, I'm going in. And then he opens the door, takes one step in and goes, Ma, you there? And he slams the door, turns around and he says, my mom's not here. Why is the store open? What the hell is going on? And then the guy who owns Aya, the ramen shop, runs up and says, I just heard from a customer that your mom's in the hospital. Yeah. We, of course, panic, freak out. We say, we gotta go. We run to find her, and it turns out she's not actually sick or hurt. She took a kid to the high to the high school. The high spittle. The high spittle. She, <laughs> <laughs> she took a kid to the yeah. hospital because he got hit by a bike. The bike was ridden by a high schooler, and she tells Kanji, "Why don't you go find the guy that was riding that bike and you give him a little scolding?" Kanji. Yeah, Which she's I'm- encouraging him to vigilantism. Mm-hmm. Like we get a sense that maybe Kanji has been. Like, coerced or encouraged to, like, go pick fights and try to be the champion somehow. I think she wants him to be a hero. Right. Maybe she recognizes that he is a fighter, and so she's trying to encourage him, like, listen, become the good guy, not the bad guy. But he's like, shut the heck up. I was really worried about you. You think about how I feel. And it's weird, too, because then later on she explains, like... when he's alone with us, because he gets mad at her and then yeah. kind of like grump gets grumpy and pouty and then he goes home without us. Right. Uh, but so we talk to her for a minute. Yep. And she says, like, he always wanted to play house instead of sports. Yeah. And home ec instead of PE. Right. Uh, so boys didn't really like him and girls didn't really get him either. He's just like a special sweet boy. And it's like, okay, wait. What? So if you know your son is sweet deep down, why are you asking him to go intimidate? 
other people. Right. Trying to cultivate this, like, toxic toxic aggression. Especially when him. you say to someone else that you, like, love that part of him or whatever. It's an oh, interesting just, thing. Yeah. Hmm. That's such a weird thing to ask him to go do that for you. Like, go tell that kid off for me. It's like she's, I, yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I don't have a good read on what his mom's deal is mm-hmm. and what their whole situation is, but she's weirdly forthcoming with us about yeah. like, oh, well, I hardly ever have anyone to talk to about Kanji, and he really seems to like you. In fact, he talks about you all the time, and before you, he never really had any friends, so thanks for that. Yeah, it's, it, uh, there seems like, it feels to me like something I've seen before, which is like pretty well-meaning in our, my experience, like Southern moms with queer kids yeah. who are like so down for their kid to like have sort of started, maybe they're figuring something out because they've got friends, yeah. but they still have this sort of built in, like this is the way a man is supposed to be thing. So even yeah. when they recognize like my kid's sensitive and cool, they have like a little too much built in, like to let that be casual. Okay. And also uh, probably a, is it a kind of defensive thing of like, Oh, his interests are making him are giving him difficulty mm-hmm. socially. So I need to encourage him to do more normal stuff. Yeah. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But it is like, it's kind of a sad way to approach it. And we don't know for sure if that's exactly what's happening here, yeah. but we get a couple of mixed messages from her. Yeah. So that's our second time in the hospital. And then we go uh, to the hospital again that night to do our other job where we hang out with a nurse but because it's not an actual official social link moment she just walks in after we think someone's watching us and then leaves and she's like give me a report on your progress and that's it Mm -hmm. somehow we managed to go an entire night of work at the hospital without being harassed or enmeshed in someone else's drama (laughs) i can't believe it Every we've just and also the hospital staff must just be tired of us. Yeah, no kidding. The other thing that happens with with uh, uh, Kanji's mom, I just remembered, is she says his dad died in this hospital. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I joked briefly like, oh, I wonder if his dad's the ghost. But actually, that's like a pretty serious bit of information we get about Kanji. Mm-hmm. That um, there's a lot of there's a lot of parental death and absence in this story. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people's families are fractured or incomplete or difficult just like a lot of i mean like most of us are and it's also extra tough because there's this there's two layers there especially on a queer kid yeah. a queer boy is that one of them is people thinking oh well there's no boy in his life so that explains why he's actually right no then, male and yeah hmm. and then at the ex- on the same time there's the pressure to be like a man in the family at the same, like take care of his mom be like yeah uh super tough and bring in money or whatever yeah um and it's there's a lot of stuff hitting him from a bunch of directions and it makes sense that he ended up like having a tougher time in school and socially it makes perfect sense yeah to to have the kid who's picking fights and getting in trouble and all that have a conflicted and and troubled home life is you know common enough Mm -hmm. and when but and also there's that sort of sad like when you have the fallback of a like naturally powerful or strong like body or like intimidating look yeah even when you are trying to access these like other sides of yourself everybody's expecting that from you yeah and it like is easy to fall into that because you look like that and like feel like that to an extent Mm. instead of embracing the parts of you that are a little more like in line with what you want yeah no kidding so it's he has a lot of things kind of pushing him in a direction and i love my little kanji boy these, the game frames people in terms of their cards, which are like major aspects of them. Mm-hmm. They're kind of archetyped that way. 
And when you when we you know you and I have talked about the tarot a little bit in recent weeks, and we have, you have to emphasize like oh each of these things is part of all of us, right? We all experience all of this stuff, but mm-hmm. these people are kind of at least in this moment we find them. This is like the dominant part. Yeah, I guess. And his card is the emperor, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is um, I don't know. Is it is it is there something to like? emperor being like an inherited or appointed role like something you are chosen for it says in this that i just looked up it says the emperor is a sign of sterility of regulation and unyielding power Mm. he symbolizes the top of the secular hierarchy and the ultimate male ego okay the emperor is the absolute ruler of the world Mm. is what that says Um, but but someone who wants someone who wants to or has to rule the world is usually doing so out of a sense of like loss or you know a, a feeling that you need control because things are out of control. You exert too much power to compensate for something, and it sounds like Kanji's been through a lot of like God, I, nothing I want to do works out. Mm-hmm. Like the the things that come naturally to me are not being well received. My dad has passed away. Like God, what am I supposed to do with myself? Yeah, it talks, a, it talks a lot about also the, like, being a provider and trying to figure out how to, um, like, this is interesting because some of it says that the the emperor is supposed to be someone who is, like, uh, who has been there, done that, and has wisdom. Huh. And it's, like, using that wisdom to create structure and build order out of chaos. Interesting. That kind of applies to Kanji mm-hmm. because he's been around the block. Like, he's he's like, oh, school? I mean, I guess I could go back to school. Like he's, you reach a certain point where you're ready to move on, and he did. Like he cut class and just had a more semi-adult life mm-hmm. of roaming around and getting in fights and getting in trouble and and all that. And now he's coming back and trying to find his place in the group and to to use his strength for good. And that yeah. that conversation we had with him last time that we hung out with him, where he's like, "I, God, I just want to destroy things, but I can't do that anymore. I want to use my power for good, but it's yeah. hard. You find that ego." busting in and that that sense of like do what i say or i'll destroy your whole restaurant is a kind of negative father aspect mm-hmm. of you, you everything needs to be right in this house or i you know or i'll tear it down i'll tear it down uh-huh. yeah um we haven't really talked very much in this show about like what the tarot cards mean and how they relate to these characters yeah i would like to do a little more about yeah that, that wouldn't have been super useful before we knew as much as we know about them now. Yeah. But I think that's an interesting thing that we could come back to sometimes. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, we can tap into that the next couple times we talk about people. Yeah. Cool. Thank you all so much for listening. I know this episode has been a little bit sillier, a little bit sloppier. We are <laughs> like... Uh, I don't want to say sloppier. I want to say slappier. Slappier. We just sla- get, hey, long days, long nights. <laughs> long days, long nights, long lives. My life. My, my <laughs> life. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you. And uh, again, feel free to give us feedback on Twitter, especially. We are... Oh, and if you haven't checked it out, we are releasing our Games of This Year podcast over on Your Two Show. That's right. It's It starts out being about Super Mario Odyssey and then becomes about everything. We talk about it in context of Sonic a little bit, but mainly that's like a place where we end up airing our opinions about some of the stuff that's happening in games right now opinions and experiences like the the things that we really connected with uh, and have spent a lot of time thinking about because yeah for some reason i just think about video games all the time constantly <laughs> yeah it's really fun i'm i'm 
in the middle of editing it right now and having a very good time putting it together but you know that's i mean (laughs) that's just for me (laughs) um yeah cool so we're doing that over there and uh we'll be back in inaba in a couple weeks i guess yeah thank you so much for listening i'm caleb zane hewitt i'm nick splendor get Get in touch touch with our with our prop Get in touch with our products and get persona golden Stupid. Where in the world is beef? Get in touch with our products. You think Chie is the little girl from the I smell like beef video. (laughs) I smell like beef. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine Nanako, but like as the peanut butter baby. <laughs> Imagine Adachi, but the Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> and he's 28 years old. <laughs> Imagine Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> Imagine Yosuke, but he's back at it again in the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Yuki goes like, "Where's all the peepers?" Laugh too much. <laughs> 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 <laughs>